Welcome to Technology Transfer IP. Technology transfer is the process by which valuable research, skills, knowledge, and technology developed by educational institutions is transferred to industry for development and to products and services that will benefit society. From basic patent licensing to promoting startups, entrepreneurship, and industry collaborations, while also investing in and managing technology developments. We bring you conversations with the leaders in technology transfer who will share their stories, including their successes, challenges, and expectations for the future. Here's your host, Lisa Mueller. Hello and welcome. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Pooja Bhatia. Pooja is the Chief Manager of Innovation Technology Transfer Office, also known as ITTO, at the Foundation for Innovation and Technology Transfer in Delhi, India. Prior to her time at the ITTO, Pooja was an executive consultant, IP management, and licensing consultant for the Foundation for Innovation and Technology Transfer. Prior to her time at the Foundation for Innovation and Technology Transfer, Pooja was a research fellow at the Indian Institute of Technology, Delhi, and a project officer at Biotech Consortium India Limited. Pooja received her Master's of Science in Biotechnology at the University of Rajasthan and her Master's of Business Administration, Technology, from the National Law University, Jodhpur. She is a registered technology transfer professional, a certified licensing professional, and a registered patent agent with the Indian Patent Office. Pusha has been included in the list of Powerful Women in India 2021, awarded as Global Women in Leadership 2021, and a runner-up to Women Power Impact Creator 2021. And with that extremely impressive background, welcome to the podcast, Pooja. Thanks so much for having me, Lisa. It's great to be here. Well, thank you so much again for taking part in the podcast. I'm really excited to have you here. Pooja, I generally like to start the podcast off by asking my guests about their journey to tech transfer. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up in tech transfer and at the ITTO? Uh, Lisa, you know, the, the adage that good things quite often happen out of the blue uh, applies quite well to me. I was in the process of getting enrolled for my PhD when my father drew my attention to a newspaper advertisement um, on a you know women's scientist scheme for training in intellectual property matters. And I applied and I got selected. So that was the starting point for me to get into IP. The training was a one-year-long program, um, an on-job training program. I was placed with uh, the intellectual property unit, which is earlier called as uh, Intellectual Property Management Division of the Council for Scientific and Industrial Research. Once I did that training, uh, I worked with a boutique firm, Sanchado Consultants, which offered varied services related to IP. There I learned a lot and got a lot of opportunities to you know, put my own ideas to test. I had the complete freedom to uh, curate different programs, start out different initiatives. So that way I got to learn a lot. Uh, from there, then I joined uh, Biotech Consortium India Limited um, and was part of the management team for a program called as Stanford India Biodesign, which was a collaborative project between uh, Department of Biotechnology, Government of India, and Hospital Ames Delhi, an institute, IIT Delhi, and Stanford University. The main aim of the program was to you know, enable medical innovation ecosystem in India. And this program is still running in India right now. 
So my main role was to assist with the IP management and technology transfer. So here, uh, even though I was aware of what tech transfer was, I did bis- uh, you know bits and pieces related to tech transfer. But at my role at BCIL, I really got into tech transfer. I started helping these medical innovators, doctors and engineers to get their technologies out to the market. Um, along with the job at BCIL, I also got enrolled at IIT Delhi for my PhD, which was a part-time PhD on governance of nanomedicine in India. One of the uh, key part of the PhD was IP and tech transfer and how to commercialize nanomedicine, how the regulatory pathway would affect the entire life cycle of a nanomedicine. Um, after completing 3.5 years at BCIL, I joined IP and Tech Transfer arm of IIT Delhi, which is the foundation for innovation and technology transfer. I favoritely call it as FIT, uh, to take care of the licensing activities. Within six months after I joined, I was given the additional charge of managing their IP portfolio too. I was handling a portfolio of 900 patents uh, till 2020, along with a team of four. Then this new project came up and um, my supervisor and the managing director of FIT, Dr. Anil Wali, offered me the role of chief manager to set up a new TTO. Not to an external one. Um, the FIT is the complete uh, IP and tech transfer arm for IT Delhi. This is an external tech transfer office that was to be set up. With no parallel example in India, I couldn't find anywhere in US or Europe as well, and a chance to contribute back to the ecosystem. So I took up the challenge. That is how I got into this field and landed up at ITTO. Wow, that's quite a journey. And it sounds like you definitely like challenges given that uh, you've started up this ITTO. And I think that's a great segue um, for those of our listeners who are not familiar with the ITTO and the Foundation for Innovation and Technology Transfer. Can you tell us a little bit more about each of these? Sure, Lisa. Uh, I would you know, first like to discuss about uh, how tech transfer has been done in India so far? What has been the journey of tech transfer in India? Absolutely, yeah. So tech transfer in India was initially, it has been done since long. You know, it was maybe not termed as tech transfer at that particular time. But yes, technologies have been transferred. It was quite fragmented and maybe not well structured. Um, but now there's a shift. So and to ensure this shift and bring in, you know, a necessary framework, to enable it, and this particular project that was uh, a joint project of Government of India and World Bank, which is the National Biopharma Mission by RAC, they started up with you know setting seven different tech transfer offices across India to help uh, and ensure that the technologies that are there in the institutes or with the incubators and startups can move out and <laughs> reach the society at the end of the day. So uh, Innovation Technology Transfer Office is one of those seven set up at the Foundation for Innovation and Technology Transfer, which is the IP and tech transfer arm of uh, Institute of Eminence. That is a special tag being given to Indian Institute of Technology, Delhi. So FIT was established in way back 1992 by IIT Delhi with the aim to be in a position to carry out various activities which do not fall under its purview. And FIT is right now in its 30th year and has been catering to IIT Delhi, other institutions, organizations, and the regional innovation ecosystem since then. At FIT, um, 
the entire team, you know, takes care of the IT part, technology transfer, technology development, contract research, um, and contributing to the capacity building, entrepreneurship, and innovation programs with different corporate partners. They are also responsible for managing three incubators and a science park. Maybe later on, they will have another one added to the kitty. The latest feather in the cap is the launch of its own seed fund, which was just announced a month back. Wow. Uh, IGTU, as I mentioned, you know, we, we were set up in March 2020. It's a uniquely conceptualized tech transfer office, which is offering services to various stakeholders. So while it is just catering to IIT Delhi, we are catering to all other institutions and are more of an external tech transfer office. So uh, being a regional uh, or catering to a particular region of India, like North India, we have certain divided geographies among the seven tech transfer offices so that, you know, we can focus on the institutes and give it, give them the adequate services. So we are limited to certain parts of North India. And we offer end-to-end -end services from IP analytics to IP filing, technology transfer, and other legal services. Now, we are not just only catering to institutions. We are also working with startups and incubators. Even though we are completely funded by National Biopharma Vision, um, we are not limited to life sciences. So we deal with all technical domains, be it um, computer-related inventions, electronics, clean tech, agri, um, you know, even uh, any of the other forms which are there. So we are not basically limited to life sciences. We work in all domains, all technical domains. And we also offer all kinds of IP services not just tech transfer. We are working towards self-sustainability at the moment uh, through different modes of uh, revenue generation, and we hope to see results by end of the third year. That's fantastic. And it sounds like, Pooja, you're a lot like a law firm in the sense that you have to, if I'm understanding you correctly, go out and get your own clients, so to speak, um, and generate your your own revenue. Is it it's somewhat similar to, to that type of setup? Yes, it is. So, um, Usually with the tech transfer office, they already have an internal client, as in the, the institute is their internal client and they're working with them. And the faculty members are, are another set of clients whom they have to cater to. But when they go out and market the technologies, those are, are clients, but not directly you know, related to them. But in our case, we have to go out and reach out to the institutions and incubators, convince them that you know we would be in a position to help them out. So it is a bit of a um, challenge for us to go and convincing people, but yes. Yeah, it sounds very similar to how we acquire clients in a law firm. And and so given that, and given that all that your ITTO does, I'm curious, can you tell us a little bit about your office, meaning your team, and, and how exactly it's structured? Definitely. We are a small team at the moment. We are five team members. Um, ITTO is mentored by Dr. Anil Wali who is the managing director of FIT. I am handling it in the position of chief manager, followed by one of my colleagues. Uh, she's the senior project manager, Ms. Reema Sahani. And then we have a structure where it's divided into project manager, deputy project managers, and project officers. Along with you know the main team, we also have two, three consultants to help us with the work. Uh, because it totally depends upon what is the flow of the work. So we have consultants with us. Though the entire team is, you know, well qualified, um, 
three of us are registered patent agents with the Indian Patent Office. And then two more are still in the process of getting registered with the Indian Patent Office. They have not still conducted the exam. So once they do that, they would be registered patent agents. And then three of us are RTPPs and the other two are working on getting those designations. And I am hopeful by this year end, both of them would be RTPP um, designated. Wow. Given all that your ITTO does, that's not a lot of people. So it sounds like you guys are very, very busy, I would assume. Yes, we're always on our toes. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely sounds like given all that you do, you'd have to be. So uh, given all that you do and the way you're structured, uh, I'm curious too, um, you know, tech transfer offices in the U.S. are, are um, gauged by certain metrics. I'd be curious if you could tell us the metrics by which you and your team are evaluated. We actually have two set of metrics because uh, we are not an internal tech transfer office. So the the metrics that is useful for other TTOs don't generally apply to us. But yes, some parameters uh, are definitely common. So we have two set of uh, matrices for, you know, uh, measuring our performance. One is internal, which we just try to see how we are doing throughout the year and to ensure that we, we are or not, you know, still hitting our targets. The other is which is used by National Biopharma Mission to see and evaluate us and release the next set of funding um, every six months. So the matrix used either for internal or, you know, by NBM have few common factors like how many deals have we done in terms of client engagement? How many clients did we get just like a law firm? And uh, how many technology transfers we have done, the number of IP filed, um, specifically with regards to the IP filing done in India, how many we have done abroad. So further, you know, categorization of IP filing, again, in terms of whether it's pat just patents or copyrights, trademarks and design. And then how much revenue we have generated or uh, got the sponsored or contract research for our clients. So these are the parameters on which we are generally judged on. We also have in one another parameter which we use for our internal evaluation is on upskilling of the team members, which all webinars and workshops have they attended. What are the newly acquired skills? Oh, so, wow. So you, you track those too, you, not, how many webinars you give and what new skill sets you're giving your clients. Yes, we do that. We keep a track on it because capacity building is also one of the main mandate for us. Along with it, we also ensure and encourage all of our team members to you know keep upskilling themselves. Wow, that's really impressive. So I'm curious if you could share with us who some of your clients, associates and collaborators are. Uh, Lisa, we started out in March 2020, just before pandemic arrived, at least in India. Uh. <laughs> so uh, the client you know, engagement part was a bit slow for us because first we were setting up the office and then setting up all the SOPs and everything. But however, right now, after 1.5 year, we are working with institutes like Indian Institute of Technology Jammu, Indian Institute of Technology Indore, uh, these both of these are engineering colleges or institutions. Then we have two universities, Central University of Punjab, Kurukshetra University. And we are also working with uh, there are technology innovation hubs which have been created by government of India to promote 
regional innovation ecosystem. And we are working with two of them. One is the IHFC and another is AWAD. We also work with, as I had mentioned earlier, with incubators. So we are associated with the AIC, IIT Delhi Foundation. There are other startups and MSMEs and, you know, even loan innovators that we are working with. And when you talk about ecosystem uh, enablers, we are working with Head Start Network Foundation, a very interesting startup created in London, which is into um, IP and entrepreneurial uh, programs, which is the startup runner. We are also collaborating with National Productivity Council and Sam Circle. These are few to name <laughs> right now. That's not bad. I, I think that's actually pretty impressive given that you got your start right before the pandemic. Um, so I think that's actually impressive what your group's been able to accomplish given the circumstances. So Pooja, I wanted to ask, um, go back to something you mentioned briefly before, and that was capacity building. What role do you and your team play in that regard? So um, as I mentioned, one of our mandate is to increase the awareness level and assist with capacity building in India. So. What we do is that, you know, there's a limitation on what all we can do alone. So we do it both the ways. We do it on our own. And we have also been doing conducting, you know, webinars and sessions through our collaborators. So that way we are in a position to maximize the output and ensure that we are truly contributing. So recently I would, you know, share with you one of the um session series that we have done with uh, an incubator at Punjab University, where we have conducted uh, four to five sessions for want-to-be entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs. And we still have more sessions planned for next three months. So these sessions basically cover success stories by successful entrepreneurs. Um, these sessions also relate to legal and you know investment aspects to ensure that they have a complete uh, information on what exactly startup is all about, how to work on it, and what are the success stories by other entrepreneurs. Um, adding on to, you know, the numbers that we have done for capacity building, and as, as I said that, you know, we, we do keep account of them. So in 2020 alone, we did around 65 plus webinars for institutions, entrepreneurs, startups, and professionals. An interesting tech uh, interesting webinar was on, you know, showcasing different tech transfer offices across the globe. We had invited six tech transfer offices to come and showcase um, how do they work, how they are working in pandemic, how, you know, what are the different processes they have set up to um, work functionally in this time and how they are ensuring that their numbers and targets are met. So that was a really interesting session that we did. Um, each year, as part of the World IP Day celebration, each organization comes up with you know, some of their initiatives. So this year, ITT had decided that we would be doing interviews of successful professionals in IP, um, maybe working in different organizations to give a, um, an overview of what all different career options are there for a person trained in IP. And we have many more such in interesting initiatives planned for this year and next year. So I hope by next year, we will have more uh, sessions and more interesting stuff, which may be covered up later on. Wow, that's really interesting. So um, Pooja, you've done a good job talking about how tech transfer is um, 
done in India. And I'd be curious um, if you could share your thoughts on what you think the differences are between how tech transfers handled in India compared to other countries such as the U.S. and Europe. I think uh, in U.S. and Europe, the, uh, the tech transfer process is quite structured uh, since it has evolved and there are so many professionals working in the field. In comparison, in India, the structure is different. If I talk about the deal structure and the formats that I use, these are completely different in all the three um, jurisdictions or geographies. Um, in both US and European countries, we have a system of annual fee to be paid to maintain a license. While in India, we don't have such a structure. It's quite simplified. There's just one lump sum or a royalty or a milestone-based uh, payment structure. Similarly, in US and Europe, I have seen that, you know, they... Equity is the most given option to startups or even otherwise of uh, transferring any technology. In India, it's not very readily adopted. It's still the less adopted option and it's generally done in case of spin-offs, but it's very rarely done. I haven't seen much numbers on it. The lump sum or the milestone or the you know royalties are still the favored forms of mode of uh, payments in such kind of uh, deals. There is also a difference in the terminologies that I use. I would give you an example of US specifically where option agreements are quite frequently used. Um, and these are counted as part of the matrix. I saw for MIT and Harvard, they do count option agreements as part of the numbers uh, for the year. But in India, we have uh, a similar thing called as evaluation agreements. Um, these are still different in the way they are structured in comparison to option agreements, and we don't count them as a performance parameter because the deal is what is counted as a performance parameter. Yeah, that's fascinating. So switching gears a little bit, Pooja, I wanted to ask you what you think is most important in managing innovations to give them the greatest opportunity for success. Alita, there's no one-fit-all strategy that can be used. However, I believe that, you know, having the right team is the most crucial part, be it for a TTO or for an R&D uh, in facilitating innovations and managing the innovations. The team is what is going to play a key role. Uh, then I think the right product and market mix is also helpful to ensure that tech commercialization happens and it's successful. During pandemic especially, we have seen there were technologies which didn't find any use earlier, but now suddenly these have secondary uses and were readily adopted by startups. Even the investors were ready to invest in such technologies just to ensure that, you know, these are there and help can help during the pandemic time. So, um, yes, the right product and market mix is the key to ensure that tech commercialization happens. The second factor, I would say, is timing. In most of the cases, if the IP is not filed at the right time and you have a deal going on, it will you know, completely um, sabotage the, team, uh, the deal. So you need to increase the, the, the va value of the innovations by protecting it at the right time. So time is the essence. Don't wait for you know, doing it at the later stage is what we always advise the innovators. Do it when you feel it is the right time. Just go ahead and file the application. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. So I know, Pooja, your office is relatively new. It was established in March 2020. But 
Can you describe for us maybe some of your biggest success stories, whether that's successful technologies, startups, or something else? Um, Lisa, as you have correctly said, we, we were set up in March 2020, just before the pandemic came in India. And I think that is the biggest success for us, that we are still functional and there. Um, have been in a position to, you know, help our clients in getting their IPs filed or technologies transferred. In last 1.5 years, uh, ITDO has transferred five technologies. Out of these, uh, two are related to the COVID solutions. We have also assisted in creating a spin-off and um, assisted with you know, filing number of IPs for these startups. So, uh, I had mentioned about the capacity building part and the numbers that, you know, we keep account of them. So if I count in the last 1.5 years, we have done at least 100 plus webinars and workshops. Uh, that's incredible. I have to say that's incredible. In one and a half years, that's an amazing amount of webinars and workshops. Yeah. And we have completely zoomed out now. <laughs> I, I would imagine so. <laughs> and there are a number of schemes like... Uh, uh, we have initiated to help different entrepreneurs and uh, innovators who have no access to funding or source of uh, you know income to ensure that their IP is fine. We have also created a mascot during this time. Uh, it was one of my colleagues' creation. It is called as the IPsaurus, and uh, every Saturday it's published with you know some bits of knowledge with it, so so that it's easy to connect with people and. Um, for us also to be excited about something. So every Saturday, we have our mascot, which um, is published and has a bit of an information or some announcement. Um, I mentioned about uh, our COVID initiative. I think that you know we are doing an initiative where we help the innovators to showcase their technologies. And in the month of September, we could, through this initiative, transfer a technology on air purifier, which finds market not just as a COVID solution, but also otherwise. So the licensee right now is working with the innovator to modify the design and get the product launched in India. And I hope within a month, they would be ready with it. And it would be available in the market. That's fantastic. That's very quick as well. So... Given that, um, Pooja, what would you say some of your biggest challenges are? <laughs> I think it is common. The enemy is common. It's pandemic. And that yeah. is the biggest challenge for everybody. Um, but even though it's a challenge, we did find opportunity uh, in the COVID times. As I said, through our COVID initiative, we have showcased at least you know uh, 20 to 25 technologies as COVID solutions on a pro bono basis. Uh, by giving a platform to the innovators to showcase their technologies. And in that sense, we have been in a position to give back to the society. Like I mentioned, the case of air purifier, which got transferred, there are many more which are in pipeline because of this COVID initiative. The second other challenge, Lisa, has been to you know work around everybody's priority. Since uh, with pandemic, the priorities of the organizations or innovators have changed. But we, we still have to meet our numbers and get the client engagements. So that has been a bit of a challenge to reach out to people and connect with them during this pandemic. Yeah, I would imagine that's been a big challenge for you guys. Let's hope we're getting out of this pandemic so we can all kind of move on from here. 
So Pooja, I wanted to switch gears a little bit and talk about diversity, equity, inclusion, because this is an important topic that's being discussed in tech transfer offices all around the world. I wanted to ask you, does ITTO have any programs to help encourage and assist women and other traditionally underrepresented inventors and entrepreneurs? And if so, could you talk about those in a little bit of detail? Lisa, you'll be happy to know that we are all women team at the present. All five team members are women. That's and great. And we all believe in supporting women. So last month, we floated uh, two schemes to support uh, women entrepreneurship. One is called as REAP, which is for you know women entrepreneurs to help them in creating startups and managing their IP portfolio. The other one is aimed to bring more female faculty innovators to the forefront and give them an opportunity to become an entrepreneur, thus um, giving wings to their dreams. So we have called this scheme as Caterpillar Scheme. Um, we also have partnered with Kurukshetra University Incubation Center to offer incubation, startup creation, IP and technology transfer support to women researchers through the Butterfly Scheme. So these are three different schemes we have for the women um, to promote women entrepreneurship and also, you know, support the f- female faculties to to be in a position to start a startup on their own innovations. And we may be planning more for the coming year. So we have another scheme which um, offers support for filing Indian patent application and a PCT, and it covers the official fee. Oh, wow. Uh, the professional is not taken care under that scheme, but it's more for... Um, giving support for the official fee, which is on a higher side, especially for the PCT filing. So we encourage women entrepreneurs to apply for it. And it's a competitive scheme. Once they clear the rounds, then only they'll get that support. That's really, again, Pooja, given that your office has been around since March 2020, that's impressive that you've got these schemes already um, in place. So it it sounds to me like you were already thinking about them at, at the beginning when your office was first established. Uh, yes, we did. We had this in our project plan as well when we submitted to the National Biopharma Mission that we would be supporting the women entrepreneurs. And it was also a mandate from their side that whatever workshops we do, at least the 50% uh, participants should be females. So there's been a push from both the sides to ensure women are supported in all ways. That's fantastic. Well, congratulations. I think that's great that you got off to such a strong start in that regard. So switching gears yet again, I wanted to ask you, Pooja, what organizations like Autumn or LES are you and your team involved in and what value do you think they add? So there's an organization similar to Autumn in India, which is the STEM. And uh, my team members are a member there. They have been associated with STEM for last one year. Um, while I have been a member of Autumn and um, CLP community, I was earlier a member of LESS, but then I'm no longer a member now. But the both, you know, LESS and Autumn have been a good source of networking information and definitely helps one in keeping upskilled. Uh, Autumn has so many interesting courses to offer. There are so many series of webinars. And September month was, you know, special for the members. So I did attend quite a number of webinars at that time. And the annual meeting is a must to attend, Lisa. I, I always uh, try to attend it. I agree. And I've got everything crossed that we can get this Delta variant under control so we can all meet up in New Orleans. Let's let's hope that's a go because it's 
been hard the last two years without the annual meeting. I completely agree with you on that one. So Pooja, I wanted to ask your view on credentialing, things like registered technology transfer professional and certified licensing professional. What's your thoughts about these credentialing and whether or not they make a difference? It's absolutely necessary in today's world. You know, when one RTPP meets another, it's just like a doctor meeting another. (laughs) Having said that, you know, RTPP credential speaks for you and it makes it easy to connect. It really does make a difference when you are, you know, especially connecting with a fellow professional or a prospective client who is aware of these credentials. It gives them a sense of confidence and trust. And um, why it is important can be illustrated that, you know, three of us at ITDO are already RTPP and I am a CLP. And we are encouraging the other two team members and whoever joins us later on as well to, you know, attain these designations, add on to their credentials these two uh, RTPP and CLP to ensure that you know they are in a position to connect better and give a uh, ensure that all the clients and the professionals have a level of confidence in connecting. Pooja, I generally like to close the podcast by asking my guests if you could have any three wishes granted or a vision realized for your office, what would that be? These are three are less, but I'll t- Still try to you know share three. <laughs> I would like to you know wish to see IT2 on the top be counted as the best in India, and I believe that is the wish of all the team members at IT2. The second wish is to give back to the society by transferring several technologies, and um, the last but not the least is to win lot of uh, awards for IT2 and ensure again that you know all the team members also feel that they are at the right place and working with the right organization. So these are my three wishes. Well, I think those are great wishes and I have no doubt that you and your team will definitely get there. So good luck in that regard. Thank you. Well, Pooja, I can't thank you enough for all your insights and time today. It's been an absolute pleasure. If any of our listeners want to reach out and ask you any questions, where can they reach you? Sure, either they can send me an email at chiefmanager.itto at outlook.com. I repeat, chiefmanager.itto at outlook.com. Or they can connect with me at LinkedIn. And thanks, Lisa, for having me over. It was a great pleasure talking to you today. It's been my pleasure, Pooja. Thank you so much. It's really been great to have this opportunity to talk to you. Thank you for listening to Technology Transfer IP. Please visit us online for more resources at techtransferipforum.com. New to Tech Transfer or a seasoned pro? Autumn is the global member organization for Tech Transfer and is here to help you get connected, get smart, and get ahead. Whether you work in academia, research, government, business development, corporate engagement, or startups. Autumn is dedicated to supporting you through education, advocacy, networking, and promotion. Join and you'll receive 20 free live webinars, as well as meaningful discounts on meetings and courses, insider access to a vast network of colleagues to help you through challenges, and a line on new technologies and the university decision makers who license them. Membership is open for 2023. Join us.